Well, welcome back to Work Minus, where we talk about what we need to drop from how we work and quick pivots you can make today. Today, our guest is Jay Desai, CEO of Patient Ping, and our topic is Work Minus Disconnect. Hi, Jay. How are you? Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're very excited to have you on the show. You have done something very interesting in your company. You've actually written a user guide, but not for your product. Tell us more about this user guide you made. Yeah, so our leadership team has been scaling quite rapidly over the past six months. And one of the things that I've realized is that a lot of work and a lot of success for any given organization stems from very strong, close partnerships and trust between team members. So for me as, as CEO, that, that means building very rich, trusting relationships between me and my, and my team. And as more people started joining my team, and I didn't necessarily have a, a, a rich history with them prior to them joining the company, I felt it would be very helpful for them to get a very clear sense of the expectations that I have of them, how, how I like to work, and really a user guide to working with me. And I thought that would be something that would be very helpful for them. And I, I know I have started new jobs before, and I've wanted to make my boss happy, and, and you know, I've always sort of wondered what what their quirks were, what their style was, and you know it was sometimes a lot of guesswork. And so I, I thought I'd take the guesswork out of it just to make it a lot easier for uh, my team to, you know, to, to be successful in their roles. Yeah, so you wrote up a user guide about how to interact with you. How many pages is that? How long does it take to go through? It looks like seven pages, six and a half pages. All right, so great. So it's basically a, a Kickstarter to get somebody aware of the ways that they need to work with you. What are some of your favorite parts of your own user guide? <laughs> um, I can describe a few. I think, you know, ultimately, so much of work, particularly in, in technology businesses, is about really great communication. And, you know, I think I've found that the vast majority of dysfunction on teams stems from poor communication or or infrequent communication or people just sort of missing each other and, you know, talking past each other. So I think probably one theme across the entire user user guide is about communication and making the quality of those interactions really high. So I think the section on communication really does is my first section, and it's it's one that I think sets the groundwork. But then, you know, I do try to get pretty real and really honest in it. And so you talk about how I deliver feedback, some of my triggers. I talk about my weaknesses and my kind of, uh, you know, misgivings and um, just limitations. Those are some of the areas I think get really honest. Yeah, why don't you pick uh, just a small section and read it aloud for us? Sure. Um, I'll pick three here. So one is, around communication. So I say, you know, I find the vast majority of issues are a result of poor or infrequent communication. And so it's important that we communicate well and often. One thing I offer is a very tactical piece of advice where I say the hierarchy of communication to me from most to least urgent is to tap me on the shoulder, one, if it's very urgent, to call me, two, uh, to text me if it's less urgent, then this is, you know, in, in de- decreasing in urgency, Slack, and then email. Um, so that makes it really clear because sometimes people will email, they're used to email on their prior job, but in this company, we may be a Slack company. Um, and so it just helps kind of help communicate what the level of urgency is and what mediums you should use for communication. That's one. Uh, another one I'll read is the number one way to succeed 
is to make measurable business impact that's in line with our mission and the company OKRs. OKRs stands for Objectives and Key Results. Mm-hmm. I will measure your success by the business impact you make. And if you're not sure how your role or work output contributes to business impact and or it's not clear how to measure it, do not proceed until we are aligned. Um, so a quick editorial on that is I, I found that in a lot of companies, you know, uh, goals are unclear. You come to work every day, you're not really sure, and people feel like they're spinning. To me, it, it makes me really frustrated when when folks feel like they're spinning or they, they don't know how their work is contributing to, you know, company impact. Right. So I think it's really important that everybody, every day, you come to work and you know exactly how your, your work output uh, makes an impact on the company. Uh, so that's something I make really clear for folks. That's great. How do you find that people have, like when you first introduced this idea, uh, were people excited by it? Were they put off by it? How did they respond to it? Uh, well, it's been interesting because prior to me putting it out there publicly, it was just something that I gave to my team, you know, a week or two after they had been with the company. So I was able to contact set it and they had gotten to know me a little bit and were able to get to know me before they read it at least interpersonally a little bit. And then, then I gave them the user guide and I think folks really appreciated it. And you know, they find it to be quite refreshing in terms of just getting it all out there. Since I posted it, it's been really interesting because most of my interviews that I do, people have already read it before I, I do an interview with them. Hmm. And I have found that it, you know, people respond with one of two different reactions. One is either, this is great this is amazing. I'm so glad I've never had this kind of honesty or candor with my manager. And I I would just, I love it. I would love if I could have this level of honesty with my manager. And then I'll, you know, they'll either react well to some of the cues or that'll be kind of compatible with their work style or, or it may not be. And and I think that's really useful uh, to know well in advance. The other reaction I get is, boy, that's really intimidating. Hmm. And for, for the boy, that's really intimidating cohort. I, I actually think that it's a really good process to go through that level of honesty and sort of draw out that level of honesty because that's our culture. And, you know, to really be willing to admit to your weaknesses and, um, you know, push each other to be better and, you know, seek excellence in your peers and, you know, be comfortable that you may not be you know, exactly the best at everything, but you, but you should be uh, willing to sort of, um, own what your strengths are. And so I think stripping away what a lot of professional environments uh, create safety around um, hiding behind, which is, you know, a lot of sort of pleasantries and passive aggression. Uh, You know, our company doesn't have that kind of an environment. So I think what we do is really try to support one another uh, and seek honesty in our interactions with, with each other. And, and that's the intention here. And so what I have found is that it's a useful screen because people do um, who do react well to it are very drawn to our culture. Um, and those that don't uh, probably won't do very well here. Yeah. What well, with the user guide, essentially what you're doing is, is you're giving somebody a, maybe even like a year head start and how to interact with you, how to interact with other people as it comes in. Now, now that you've had this in place for a while, have you noticed any untold effects of kind of speeding up that process? Has it has you seen positive or even negative uh, effects of that within your, your recent hires you've done? Yeah, I think, I think I've only seen positive effects so far. Um, I think the, 
you know, the level of candor and the depth of the relationships that I have with people that historically used to take a couple of years, I feel like I've achieved in, you know, three to six months. It's been pretty phenomenal. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. When I first started the company, I used to think, oh, you know, everybody should be friends. We should all be friends. And, you know, that that's sort of how you want to deal with your, your coworkers. And for some people, that was a little uncomfortable. Um, because, you know, they want to draw professional boundaries between their work and their, you know, their home life. Um, and, you know, um, and so then I kind of overcorrected and I created a lot of distance between, you know, me and my, and my team. But I found actually there's a really kind of magical third, um, you know, third category of professional relationship, which is neither, um, friends necessarily, nor, um, you know, distance where you kind of create this ultra professional relationship, but rather it's, it's really kind of, um, it's a special professional intimacy that I think can form uh, between coworkers. And, and it stems from deep trust and deep respect uh, for one another's capabilities and a complete comfort in, in one another's weaknesses. And so I, I feel like I've achieved that with, with a lot of the folks on my team where, you know, we can just sort of come to work and truly feel like we're ourselves and be ourselves. And, you know, we understand how to support each other. Um, and I think that kind of professional respect and, and trust only comes when uh, people can can honestly talk about uh, who they are um, and, and seek self-awareness at, at work. Yeah. Do you have a name for this third category of, of not friends, not necessarily just coworkers, but ju- you just call it professionals or trusted friends or how, how would you say it? <laughs> no, I haven't thought about that, but because it, 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 it colleagues sells it short because uh, when you really feel like you're working side by side with your team, uh, it feels like, I mean, partners is probably the right word. It really does feel like you're, you know, we're, we're partners in this journey together. And, you know, we all have moments of weakness and we're going to be totally supportive of one another during those times. Uh, and we're going to do everything we can to make, uh, make us the best versions of our professional selves when we, when we come to work every day. Fantastic. Earlier, you said that the user guide is going to up the level of the quality and cuts down on the quantity of the questions that are going on in your team. Can you give us some examples of how that happens in your company? Yeah, one example would be, you know, if you're a if you're a, a manager of a function, then you're typically responsible for some output or some performance. So we don't really talk about how to communicate that progress. So let's say you're a sales leader and you're communicating progress against uh, a quota or a sales goal or pipeline. Um, you know, a lot of what the user guide does is clarify how to communicate that, when to communicate that, who should see all the information. We don't waste any time talking about that because that can be, you know, an area of discovery in, when you're new. What we end up talking about is is what, you know, what to communicate, um, meaning uh, what were the results? Why were the results off plan or why are they ahead of plan? What are we learning from it? And you really do get to the substance uh, a lot faster because, you don't waste any time on the process questions and communicate. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, you have your own user guide. How widespread has this has this happened in, in Patient Ping? Who else has one? Do teams have one? What do they look like? I wish I knew uh, how widespread they were, uh, but I do know that most of the folks on my team have written one for their team, and it's interesting. Uh, you know, for me. I only had to write one user guide, which is how to work with me. For anybody else on the team, they have 
three constituent groups. One is managing up, uh, the other is managing laterally, and the other is managing down. And so I do think it's a different set of expectations that you want to communicate to each of those stakeholders. Um, so I do know that folks on my team have written either multiple uh, of those types of user guides um, or one of them. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure all of them have written guides for their teams for how to operate and kind of group norms. Um, and I think several of them have, have sort of made their expectations as, as individuals or leaders of their team uh, quite clear. Um, but uh, but I, I'm actually kind of curious to see the extent to which those I have had a couple people email me, a couple employees on my team, uh, or just across the organization, not necessarily on my team, who, who shared with me their user guides and, um, you know, asked for feedback and whatnot. So it's been kind of cool to see. Yeah. As you've read other people's user guides, have you found anything really interesting or, or novel about theirs? Yeah, I mean, I, I've now seen, um, you know, leaders of other companies post their user guides publicly. I've had friends tell me about it. I've heard about government organizations doing team retreats where everybody wrote user guides for themselves. I've heard facilitated CEO um, groups that use this as an exercise to create self-awareness and, you know, and, and, um, and, and, you know, set expectations for their team. So it's, it's sort of taken a a life of its own uh, out there, which has been really, you know, gratifying to, to see. And the thing that I found is that almost uniformly, there's something better about all the other user guides that I've seen than the one that I wrote, which is which is awesome to see. Um, you know, I think people have uh, been able to take what I did one step further. So, for instance, I wrote a lot of my triggers, um, so things that if somebody does something, you know, that will cause me to look unfavorably on them. For instance, the things that kind of irk me a little bit about about teams. Um, just to help set expectations. And I found um, one one user guide I'm reflecting on took it one step further that said, you know, um, when we're, you know, um, when I, or actually, let me flip that. I've heard, I've heard somebody describe what their own weaknesses are. Um, and, and they actually made it clear for the employee how to deal with them uh, when they're behaving that way. Um, so for instance, if they're like a highly distracted person or they can be, kind of, you know, manic with their ideas, which a lot of founders can be, um, you know, uh, they take it further and say, when that's happening, you know, just let me do my thing. Uh, let me sort of run its course. And then, um, and then, you know, we can loop back on, uh, you know, what the output of that was. I thought that was really, really impressive um, to take it kind of further than, than, than where I took it. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to have those things as like a known open topic that everyone knows that you know, I'm, I'm going to ramble about a topic for a while. And when it happens, it's not like surprising or people talk about it behind closed doors, but everyone knows it's, it's out there and it's, it's well known. That's, that's a very good topic. So talk to somebody who's, who's anxious to do this for the first time. What's the first step to kind of creating your own user guide? I think the first step is reflection. And I think there's two categories of reflection that one needs to do. Uh, one of them is to think on all of the relationships where you've really had a positive, trusting, uh, supportive experience in that relationship. And that could either be you as the manager or you as the employee. Um, And try to draw out all of the behaviors or 
um, processes or um, personality uh, traits or, um, you know, kind of communication styles that were present in that positive relationship. And then reflect on your most um, painful work relationship uh, and think about the same, you know, think about the dynamics that created those conditions. And then when you write your user guide, it, it, the, the job is to try to draw out that set of behaviors in the positive relationships and, and do as much of that as possible. And be very honest and reflective on the, the, the conditions that cause the relationship to fail or, or to feel strained. Um, and again, be very clear about that. And I think the, the, the framework that I've offered as far as the sections and how to organize it could be useful, but really it's about trying to be honest about what it is that makes you succeed in relationships, um, professionally or frankly otherwise. I, I heard somebody once somebody once wrote me and said that they love my user guide and they they wrote one for their for their marriage, um, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting to see. Um, so it really is about relationships and thinking about you know what those conditions are to build resonance and then dispel uh, dissonance uh, between between people. Um, and then from there, you know, it's just it's just about writing it all down um, and you know iterating on it as you learn more about yourself and and you know the way that you impact people and how how people impact you. Yeah, excellent. Jay, we, we've titled this episode Work Minus Disconnects. Uh, why don't you loop back around to that and tell us why a user guide helps to erase disconnect from the world of work? You know, I think people come to work every day with their best intentions. I fundamentally believe that people want to feel like in their work environment, they're succeeding. They, they want to feel like they come to work every day and they make an impact. And, you know, that's how we derive worth as human beings in our professional lives. It's, it's, it's a big part of, of, of what makes us who we are. And so to draw meaning, um, unless you're working in an in a entirely creative space that's completely independent, and, and I can't even think of really any profession where you don't need to interact with other people, um, you know, the quality and the richness of your impact is just a lot higher if you can create meaningful connections laterally with your manager, with your direct reports, um, and you'll just feel better professionally in terms of um, the impact uh, uh, that you're able to make. So I think if you can eliminate disconnect uh, between people, you'll just feel a lot more fulfilled and satisfied in your, in your professional life. Great. Jay, how often do you update your own user guide? Do you do it kind of as you have a a significant interaction, you'll go into your document and change it, or do you review it annually, or what? What's your process with that? Yeah, so I'll tell you the one section uh, that does get updated more frequently uh, than others, and that's the one that lists out all of my weaknesses. Because <laughs> uh, as I learned myself better, uh, I realized just how flawed I am, um, and so I think it's it's important to be honest about those things and. Uh, but I do, I do update that, you know, regularly, although, um, yeah, so I, you know, I'll call it every month or so. There's something that I tweak and, you know, and add and, um, and not all of that's really useful. Sometimes it's just, you know, not necessarily useful for other people. It may just be useful for me to know how I'm showing up in any given interaction. So same month. 
Well, Jay, really appreciate you being on the show, uh, telling us about your user guides, work minus disconnects. Uh, where can people go to connect with you? And if they want to view your user guide, where should they see that? So it's on the first round review, which is a terrific publication if folks aren't, aren't subscribed to that. Um, one of our investors, First Round Capital, uh, puts out this, this regular publication, which is where they publish my user guide. But folks can contact me also at jay at patientping.com. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jay. This has been Work Minus Disconnect, and we thank you for being on the show. Thank you.